Welcome everyone to Comics from the Multiverse. This is a DC Comics podcast, but this is not a regular episode. This is a post-DC Fandom 2021 edition. And we'll talk about the trailers, some of the tidbits of news, and perhaps the general feeling of uh, disappointment (laughs) that this show brought with it, maybe? I don't think I'm disappointed because I expected so little. Like, I didn't expect anything that's, anyway. I suppose that's fair. Yes, I guess I can get, get on board with that sentiment. Like, but they, they hyped it up so much last year, and don't be wrong, it was a decent showing. It was pretty focused last year, but there wasn't a lot in the way of comics or anything. It was just like, here's a you know a couple of game announcements, some trailers, and it, it was cool. So I wasn't really expecting anything more than that this time, and that's pretty much what they delivered. I, I think where I was expecting more out of this was not so much more than last year, but just that, okay, last year they somehow scraped together a Batman trailer, despite the fact that they only shot, like, I don't know, 30% of the movie or something silly like that. And I thought, well, there's like four movies coming out next year, so I'm expecting trailers for at least in all two of them. And instead we got, like, weird kind of teaser trailers, but it was like, oh, we're still in production, though, so we can only show you, like, a, a tiny weensy... The weirdest one for that for me was Flash, where Ezra Miller was like, we don't have a trailer. We don't even have a teaser. And then it proceeds to play what is a teaser trick, right? Right? It was like 20 seconds. Like that. That's a teaser. Well, if I was all gone that even, it was almost a full minute. Fair. Well, there you go then. It, it, was, it was definitely a teaser trailer. It, the Black Adam one was more what I would call a less than a teaser. Because <laughs> that was mm. like... People walk into cave-looking area and Black Adam disintegrates someone. But it was like just a, a, a hint of a tone of one particular scene. Yeah, that was basically all the that was. The movie is what, is what he said as well, right? Yeah, you presume so. Which, which I mean, fair play. They're not what spoil things, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just I don't know. I, I felt like it was a lot more. Do you know what it felt like? It felt like those EA press conferences from E3 where it's a lot of people sitting at their computers. I mean, they're not. I mean, they're in front of a green screen with this ridiculous CG background the whole time. But the the vibe of it was very much, we're working on things. Look, look, see, we've got people over there playing with toys, which is like the previs animated segments of what's... Jeff Keighley even appeared on this show at one point. Yeah, he showed up for the interview with Ed Boon about the Injustice animated movie. Nothing about the games or like a possible Injustice 3. It was about the animated movie. The one that just came out that already came out yes so that yeah. was a nice waste of time which honestly my first before we get to any specifics and it's not that there was no good things there are good things to talk about but my first thing that i would like to say about this is that this thing was four hours long and i was kind of okay with that at first because last year they did this weird thing where it was like 48 hours but they repeated a lot of things multiple times and it was kind of this weird scheduled thing where you had to look up a a timesheet and tune in when you wanted the thing you wanted. This was they, a, they wanted it to be like a full Comic-Con style. Yeah, year. whereas this was a bit more lean towards kind of like an extended like gaming conference where it was like, no, it's just, we're not going to give you a schedule, but it's a show that will last this amount of time. And they even did that same thing that some of those other conferences do where all throughout the thing, and they kept reminding you, oh, by the way, that new Batman trailer's coming. And they knew you were oh, sitting... Oh. Do, you, do you know which show, I know, I know which E3 show this is. Uh-huh. The PC gaming show. 
because it goes on for hours and they're constantly like, hey, that thing's coming. Like, they, they do it. I, I, I would compare it more to Ubisoft, Part, partly because of the over-the-top cheesy presenters, uh, which they didn't need uh, right. at this. There was a lot of that. Uh, very cringy in places. Uh, did, you, did you watch the PC gaming show this year? Because that had over-the-top present, presenters. I, well, I did not know. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, sat, I, I sat out this year, but I'd seen the previous several years and this this reminded me more of uh, Ubisoft with the vibe of an EA in terms of like how much they've actually got to show of some of the, the things. Mm. Uh, there was some Zoom call stuff. And I mean, I, I don't necessarily begrudge them taking segments to have like, oh, it's a sit down with the cast of Supergirl because the show's ending, so they're all going to sit and reminisce. But so much of people, actors and people who work on movies and TV shows talking about comic book characters always boils down to the exact same fluffy sentiments and I felt like I heard the same general, oh, this character's so important because they're unique and it's exciting. I'm really digging my teeth into it. I'm going to embody it. And it's going to be like nothing you've ever seen before. And it just, it just, it felt like constant PR shilling fluff words that didn't really mean anything beyond just, there's a thing happening and they're doing it. I'm kind of glad because I was, I was actually busy when it started. So I didn't watch the whole thing live. I kind of just wait till the finish. Just, yeah, all right, here's the important bits. Uh, I think I watched all the all the trailers that we're going to talk about, as as long as there are no more that Pete didn't tell me about. I, I just thought I told you off the top of my head what the what the yeah. What. If I bring um, up anything that you did not see, then we'll you'll just you'll find right. out breaking right. news. I, I spent less than an hour easily oh, the, watching everything. Ten minutes into this, something well, te- maybe twenty at most, but right at the start, right in the first seg couple of segments of the show, I tweeted that this show could easily be 40 minutes if they just cut out all the fluff. And that was, like, at the start of a four-hour show. I could tell that this was only... If this if this went the route of previous... Because, like, to be fair to the gaming companies, Sony and Microsoft have both actually done a good job of trimming the fat to the point where we, now we get, like, a, a, a brisk 40 minutes to an hour, just trailer, 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 trailer. Nintendo, too, to be fair. It's, it's very, very, you know, lean... It feels like a bit of a thrill ride because you're getting so many things so quickly. It's the way to do it. And there was so much fluff and bad jokes from presenters in between. And and not even jokes in the say that they're trying to crack jokes. Like, for the most part, it's just, like, silly stuff like, oh, I keep saying Shazam and hope that I'll turn into a superhero, but alas, it's not working. I'll just have to keep trying. Let's keep the show going. Like, shut up! Just shut up! and just show me the things so annoying and then there's segments where they're like here's some here's some fan art uh montage and i'm like i can see that shit on twitter like every day don't <laughs> i don't need to that see that was it. fine last year where they had like a whole website kind of dedicated you could go to oh here's the section where mm. or if you want to look at some fan art that we've curated right that was but as part of this show that's a bit weird yeah, I think if you're going to go the, 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 the route where you want it to be a show where people stay tuned in to get to the big tentpole things that they're excited about, but you, and you use that, and there was a couple of times, I'll, I'll give them credit, they did take time at least, well, more than twice, There was a, they did like a milestone section where they talked about some of that stuff, which tied into some of the projects that are also working with movies and TV, but there was two times in particular where it felt like they really made an effort to, like when we're talking about Superman stuff, uh, Jim Lee came on and he talked about the War World saga and he talked about uh, Superman Son of Kal-El and basically said, hey, that these are just starting or about to start. Go to your comic book store. Uh, it's going to be a big deal. 
and kind of pimped out the big story that's about to start, particularly uh, War World Saga, which feels like a really good buzz name. It sounds like, hey, this is a thing you can jump on board now. It's like, okay, good effort, right? I don't need to know about it. I haven't paid attention to this, but this felt like a valuable use of time. You got people on the hook for your Batman trailer that's coming later. You know, shill this at them. This felt like a, a valuable thing to shill at them. Uh, likewise, later on, there was a Wonder Woman thing where they were started talking about a, cr- a big thing they're doing uh, next year with um, all the various, you know, uh, Diana, Yara, Nubia. They're all sort of going to be, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Some Something about to do. Like Trial of the Amazons? Yeah, something like that. I, I saw Becky Cloonan tweeting about it earlier. But the point being is, again, the, the, here's an upcoming story in the comics. You should jump on board, you know, get into the comics, right? Great idea, right? That's a valuable use of your time. Um, but there was a lot of fluffy bits that, you know, they saw this celebrate the 20th anniversary of Smallville for 10 minutes, and that's going to put me in a good mood. what the annoying problem is here, because there are fans of Smallville, right? <laughs> yes. That, that is objectively a fact. I mean, I mean, they might think the bits about the, you know, the, the action comics World World Saga and the, the one they might think those are the fluff bits that they don't care about, that they're just sitting through waiting for, whereas the Smallville thing that lapping it up yeah i think the objective side to that though is one's about promoting something that's coming and one is not and i think even if you don't care about the comic side of things which you know it's a dc show so i mean just accept that that's part of the the whole thing (laughs) at least i think you can understand and appreciate that that's part of the whole business whereas any time they took to talk about something that had already happened or was already airing, it kind of felt like, you know, even stuff like Doom Patrol and Stargirl, I don't know if they necessarily needed more than a quick thing, right? But I'd say by the same logic, though, they, it's promo for them as well, right? Yes, they've already started. Yes, they're in season two and three, respectively. Yeah. But you can pick up new new audience members this way. No, they can. They can. But it, again, it felt like they were spending extended periods on them when... I'll have to tell you what, no, I don't know how... I, you know, a quick 30-second teaser saying, hey, this is airing now, this is streaming now, mm. you know, go catch up. I mean, that, that would that would do you, right? Maybe, maybe tease one thing that's coming up or something. Um, like, because all the shows that are currently airing more or less got at least a segment where they... Like, and for some of them, it was like, okay, for Superman and Lois, we've not seen anything for season two yet, so it's like, hey, season two is coming, we're, we're excited about this. That's slightly more interesting, say, one of the other shows, which is like, hey, you've seen pretty much all the seasons so far, but the finale's still here, so uh, that's going to be good. Like, some of it just felt a little bit, like, drawn out. I, I feel like you could you could probably do, like, a, just a... Th- maybe not for all the TV shows, but maybe there's a couple you want to highlight because they're new or they're special. They did, like, a, they showed some Naomi footage, for example, and that felt like, like an important... Hey, this is the first time you're seeing this. So that felt like a bigger deal. Whereas... There's a happy middle ground between this year's show and last year's where it doesn't need to be 48 hours you know this big two-day event but mm. you could split this four hours up into you could have the, the tv section so here's all the tv stuff and you can throw all of this stuff in there right yeah i think fundamentally what i've learned and this is coming from the gaming conferences which this is kind of like the equivalent of and, and and i think ideally it should be the equivalent of as is the point is that i don't really want interview segments and there's a lot of interview segments in this i'm here for trailers i'm here for news i'm here for you know the, the juicy bits and all the i mean it's not to say that interviews shouldn't exist but that should be like 
auxiliary like that should also be up on the website right after the trailer is shown and you can go and check out more if you want to kind of thing yeah it, it's again it's it's one of those weird things where while they're clearly trying to emulate some of the appeal of the you know, the, the video game conferences they're also trying to emulate parts of a comic-con and they want that like almost like panel feeling right and, of, and it, it interaction it took 10 years of live audiences on the internet shitting on conferences before they kind of became almost the ideal version of what we all wanted from them, right? They're not, I mean, I wouldn't say they're completely perfect, but they're, they're a lot know, closer. They're a lot closer than they used to be. I mean, I do think some of them are a bit too trailer focused and we want gameplay, but that's specific to video games, obviously. When it comes to movies, TV, like trailers are kind of the main thing. Like that's, yeah. what, that's what we want. The, the trailers do the, do the job. Uh, you know, and you know, maybe announce a new title, announce a cast for something. You know, I mean, we all made fun of the Nintendo like Mario animated movie cast announcement because it was partly just because the choices were a bit, you know, mediocre. But it was just kind of funny how they threw that into a video game conference. But that would actually be a big deal at one of these things. Like if they said, "Hey, we've got a show coming for I don't know, uh, uh, we're doing an outsider show." Here, here's your list of names. We've, we've cast like all the main roles. Here they are. That would actually be a big thing to announce at one of these things. Like it would feel like a big deal, especially if you get a couple of stars that are like, "Hey, playing Katana as this actress," and that could be a big headline for the day. Uh, but there's nothing like that because you know the roles have all been announced and cast in advance and whatever. Little, little bits here and there now. So. Yes. So, which is just to say that I, I don't th- like. I think I came out of the last one a lot more positive because I didn't because of the way it was formatted. I wasn't trying to like take it all in, but because they presented it to me this year as a four-hour package that you just sit down and watch as an event, which I'm more used to doing because of video game conferences and things like that. Um, I just sat down and put it on, and yeah, I'm sure. Don't get me wrong. I was muting certain segments when they were you know when they were having interviews about Smallville and stuff. I was. I was going for a piss, I was going to get making a sandwich, I was... whatever it may be. I wasn't paying attention all the time, because not all of it was worth paying attention to. But they presented it to me as a package, so I, I, I felt a lot more annoyed about it at the end, despite the good bits, or the good things that came out of it. So... Yeah, I get that. There's a balance. I'm glad I didn't watch all of it now. There's a balance to be found somewhere, uh, and I'd say... Well, the, the good things they showed are good, and we'll get into them. There was so much shit to sit through, <laughs> and not so much that the projects look shit. It's just that there was a lot, of, just a lot of shitty PR the, fluff. The presentation of it, rather than yeah. the actual content. Like, I, I think the, the sit-down interview with the cast of Supergirl, you know, looking back at the show now that it's ending, it's a perfect video to have on their YouTube channel. But as part of an event, I have to sit through to get to things I care about. You know, mm. at, at least I understand why they shell certain things that are coming up because they want to try and grab new audience members. For a comic book, for a new TV show, for a new movie they may not have tried. Uh, but, um, alright, let's get into it then. I suppose the biggest thing is the new Batman trailer, because it is a full meaty trailer, you know, two plus minutes. It's coming out in March. It's relatively imminent. Um, the first trailer was excellent, so it was exciting to see what they were going to have for this. Uh, there was some interview stuff beforehand, some Zoom call stuff with the director and the two leads, but, uh, nothing really interesting I from that. Say that. I just, uh, some of these that they put up on YouTube included, like, the the fluff around it, like, you know, Ezra Miller with the, the Flash trailer. 
Mm. If you can call it that. Uh, <laughs> Ezra, this one was just, here's the trailer. Ezra Miller, by the way, looking like if you went to a, create a character in an RPG or any sort of video game and hit randomize, uh, that's what it comes out. It was the weirdest hair with this weird choker, but with like a waistcoat kind of thing. It was, it was such yeah, a weird... over-the-top glasses. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he had the circular glasses or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's really a strange weird. one, isn't he? He is a very strange one. Uh, so... Yeah, the Batman trailer, though. Uh, it looks good. I would say I like the first trailer more just because it was more focused and stylish, whereas this one was a bit more of a generic movie trailer because it had it was, to... Here's some action, right? Yeah. And the action looks good. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not complaining yeah, about it. Yeah, there's that shot where he's um, walking down the corridor and the you know the, the gunfire's going off towards him and it's just like, you know, illuminated by the, the flashes from the guns. Yeah, they actually uh, did something great. similar in uh, Dark Knight Rises, that scene in the subway, when he's going to see Bane, uh, yeah. where he's just lit by the gunfire, whereas here it's more it's actually bouncing off his Kevlar or whatever it is. I actually felt as well, like, the um, the music is very inspired by those movies, right? The tone that they're set with the music. Well, I, interestingly, I love that they're keeping this Nirvana song something in the way as a running piece. Like, I wasn't expecting yeah. that to come back. I thought, oh, that'll just be the first trailer's song, and then it'll be forgotten about but they actually like, started with that again but even like before it got into that because it was i don't know if that was right at the start or if it was slightly in it was as it was coming in on the shot of the um the the cup that the, you know the, the riddler was on and it had like just the 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 tone playing it was very reminiscent of that distorted cello sound that we got a lot in dark knight oh yeah 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 with um with joker yeah, it's almost like a razor blade sound, almost the way. Yeah, yeah, that was. Um, I think you know, obviously Riddler. Uh, they're teasing heavily without showing him too much. You know, we see the back of his head, we see like some riddles or whatever, but we don't see him. Uh, That's fine. Here's some narration. Yeah, no, nah, build the mystery. I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, Colin Farrell's still unrecognizable. As... I'm, uh, I'm baffled. I still like, don't believe it's I, him. Really, my to be brain honest. knows that it's him just because I've been told that. I, I physically cannot see it. No, I can't see it either. It's 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 uh that makeup department is winning awards. <laughs> it's wild. We see a lot more of Selena this time. Uh, get get a vibe vibe of her personality, uh, which seems Selena esque. Yes, yes, it's Catwomany. As as boring as that sounds, is a is a bit of analysis. Uh, a bit more of Alfred. Uh, a little bit more of Gordon. Not so much lines, but we see him standing next to the bat signal and some sort of more classic shots. Uh, I think the big thing is, though, is just we get more examples of the car in action coming through the fire, uh, a bit more combat. We see... All, the, the hallway sequence obviously stands out a lot, but there is actually a scene earlier on where someone shoots at him and it just kind of bounces off of his chest. Um, I can already see complaints on the internet. Like, I already saw several saying, just shoot his face! <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure in the heat of the moment they're... You know, they're, they're about to come to that realisation right before he snaps their arm. <laughs> it, it, it's as if people aren't trained to shoot for the body mask because it's the biggest target, so you're more likely to hit. Yeah, which is, is, is very accurate. That is exactly where yeah. most people are trained to shoot. Uh, yeah. So, but no, it's, um, it's got stuff like that same steampunk feel. Uh, his Batman voice sounds all right from the quick. Yeah, but no problems with it. Quick glimpses we get anyway. Yeah, I have no complaints. Yeah, it's it's hard to really. I mean, I, I guess the only real complaint you might really have coming into this, because again, you've got a good director, you've got a lot of things to be happy about. 
is that you just didn't want another grounded and gritty Batman. Even if it is a different flavor of grounded and gritty, it's still definitely another grounded and gritty Batman. Yeah, this is very much taking the serial killer movie vibe, right? It's it's very seven, you know, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People could say it's like a David Fincher. Or, uh, I saw someone today say it was like a Denis Villeneuve Batman movie, which I guess that's what if you look at Prisoners. If you look at Prisoners, yeah, yeah I was like, I can see where they're coming with that. Yeah, Fincher, that. I think, feels closer for me, but yeah, it's got that vibe to it, which while is again, it's another grounded Batman. It's, it's very different to what we had in the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, I would say it's, uh, it's, if it's I'd say it's different enough to me, but uh, yeah. some people want him fighting Killer Croc or whatever, which, uh, don't get me wrong, I, mean, I get the appeal. I get the appeal of that. I mean, I like Killer Croc, but... I'll take a fun, campy Batman. I know I'd probably enjoy it a lot more than you would. Campy, yeah. I mean, I'm all for fun, but campy's maybe not my, my tape of Batman. That's, uh... I know. But, uh... Yeah, I, honestly, I, I don't really have any hot takes about the Batman trailer. It's just, it's kind of like what I'd expect it to be. It's a trailer, right? Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, like I say, it's maybe a little more of a generic trailer versus the first one, because it's just kind of like, here's some action, here's some quick sound bites, some quick clips here or this there. This is the one that's probably going to get more people to see the movie, though. Probably, but that's just For because... the general public. Like, you know, here's all your, your hot action sequences that you want to see. That, that'll probably get people in the door. Yeah, Basker's the general public are, are, are idiots. They, need they, they are, yes. Bright flashing lights. They need the, the, Look at the shiny, shiny. Look at the shiny, shiny. Uh, eh, if it sells, <laughs> it gets me a good movie. I'll take it. Uh, but no, looks looks good. It's coming out in March. Not a long way, really, if me think about it. So, uh, and they're adamant this is theatres only. They're not going back in that, seemingly, at this point. So. Oh, I bet they're so glad they uh, they promised a year only of HBO Max, right? Pro- probably, probably. But then again, you you look at uh, Universal and Blumhouse and panicking about a month before Halloween kills and saying, it's going on Peacock, it's going on Peacock as well. Like, you know, they made that choice fairly last minute, so I'll, I'll never uh, count out. The, um, the new Adams Family movie as well, the animated one. Oh, that, I don't even, I wasn't even paying attention to that. That, that ended up going, you know, oh, oh, oh we're, we're going to put this on streaming as well. I don't know if it was Peacock, I'm assuming it probably was. Universal. Yeah. But. Uh, clearly there's some stuff that's underperforming because of this, because not everyone's going back to theaters yet. It's just, even if everything's open, not everyone's going yet. But, I still haven't been to see the new Bond film yet, which... I don't think I'm missing much. I, I, I know that sounds like a, a, a nothing, but I, I've seen, like, every Bond since 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 they've come out since I was you know going to the cinema I've seen them all on opening day. This is the first one I I mean it's been like two weeks. I've still not even thought about when I'm going to go yet. It's a I big hope, deal. I hope Mr. Robot wins. That's all my that's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> that's all I care about. Uh, before I forget, just because it's tangentially related, uh, they did talk a bit about the Batgirl movie. I mean, they're not shooting it yet, so there's not there was nothing to show. Uh, the only thing that I heard as I was sort of half paying attention that sounded interesting is they, they were very adamant to confirm that uh, Barbara will have red hair. Uh, and the actress herself wanted to know if I'll have red hair. So, <laughs> so they were excited to say Barbara's got red hair. Good. So there you go. <laughs> Good. We've got at least one ginger on screen. <laughs> uh, so that, that was basically it for Batgirl. I mean, it was a similar kind of thing with... Uh, uh, the Blue Beetle HBO Max movie again. They had like the main cast member with 
a couple of, I don't know if they were comic writers or if they were working on the film. But either way, though, there was a conversation about that as well. Uh, again, nothing to show, but it was it was just, you know... Uh, it's happening. All these things are happening. But in terms of actual movies that we got glimpses of, uh, one way or another, uh, I'll just get Aquaman 2 out of the way quickly, because there wasn't a trailer for this or a teaser, but there was a lot of, like, here's us on set and joking around and... Here's a look at people in costume and yada yada. There was a lot of that. Uh, not not, yeah, not much to say. The only thing that uh, stuck out to you about this, and this, this was bugging me in the small part of the Smallville section that I also heard, was the the bat packing, the bat sorry, the back patting. That's what I meant to say. The back. That patting. makes more sense. See, normally I would have you know assumed that's what you meant, but given that Batman is a very heavy yes, feature. Yes. Yes. Well. Anyway, there was a lot of talk about how this is the most successful DC movie of all time, and, you know, that was because James Wan made an incredible film, and we're here to do it again, and I'm like, oh, it was mediocre. I, I saw the thing about how uh, Smallville is the one that started the superhero craze off. Uh, I don't know if I heard that specifically, but again, there was a lot of, like, because they had uh, Rosenbaum and Welling on a couch. I saw with, it on Twitter, um, yeah. in, in an article that I assume was from this interview, but maybe it was from another one very recently but that's what they claimed yeah well the bit yeah i mean the bit i heard that was bugging me is that they were talking about each seeing each other for the first time and they're working the show and i think rosenbaum at one point said yeah you embody clark kent and i'm like uh. did he though <laughs> yeah uh, uh, lana called in for a quick skype chat as well she had a message for everyone uh, no, 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 there was no Alison Mack uh, Skype oh, call. I can't possibly imagine why. <laughs> I was like, where's Alison Mack and all this? Well, actually, the other part that made me laugh is that it's. Imagine it said, being like a big small wolf fan, but never having heard that news. I know, I'm just wondering where's the Chloe. Like, what? Why is no one mentioning? At one point, they went to a reel of other people who had guested on the show or something. It was like, here's some special guests who have got messages. Did they have Amy Adams to, to celebrate. They didn't have Amy Adams. But what was stuck out to me is I didn't even recognize like half the people they had there. I mean, Sam Whitwer was in there, some other oh. people. But Lionel Luther was there. I was like, he's not, he wasn't a guest. He was like a regular character for like at least half, half the show. The show. <laughs> what the hell? Tell. He was a main character. He was in the opening titles for years. He was literally a main character for at least half that show. Yeah. I, he was there longer than Lex was. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got him in the couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, so... That was, that was that. Anyway, so in terms of actual movies that we got things for, we got something... We did get The Flash. Even though Ezra Miller claimed there was no teaser, we then get a teaser trailer right after he said that. <laughs> Yes, which blue balls the entire audience for no reason. I'll be, I went back and watched this again because I was so, like, whatever was on before, it was so boring, I wasn't really paying attention, and I didn't even realise that it was Michael Keaton's voice that was talking over the Yeah, and it's like, chunk. clearly, you know, you, you see his, you know, his suit from the back, and then it ends with him pulling the uh, the sheet off that's very clearly the Keaton Batmobile. Like, the, the clear is, why hide that now? Yeah, it says, it says Ezra Miller that's pulling the sheet off, yeah, and he, he, it cuts to black as the sheet comes off, and you just hear him go, holy sh, and then it, like, it cuts to in production, like, that's a thing now, they say in production at the end of one of these teasers. Yeah, but everyone watching this, because the people who are watching this are the people who care, mm -hmm. knows what it is you're teasing there, so why not just show it, and then you can have, you can have the pictures of that on the internet to spread around that people will be, like, gushing over. 
it, it, it was surprising to me. Like, it wouldn't be that weird to me if there was no other mention of Batman in the trailer, but because everything in this trailer, we see like, the bloody curl sitting on the floor, we see the suit from behind when they asked him, are you in? I thought that since you were teasing Keaton so much but not showing him, and I get why you're holding that back for now, I thought, oh, they'll show them a, the Batmobile at the end and that'll be the, the thing they show today. And that'll be the, your, your, your image. pretty iconic in its own right. So and, if they, you know, you show that and you, you get that image around on the internet and you're like, hey, that's... So I was expecting it, but if they hadn't shown any other Batman stuff and then they did this tease at the end with the Batmobile, I'd get it as well. I'd understand why, oh, you're just teasing it. But so all this trailer was narrated by Michael Keaton. <laughs> there was like multiple shots of the mansion, of the cave, like everything was focused, which is worry number one for this Flash movie, quote unquote, the Flash, is that everything's revolved around the fact that we're getting 1989 Batman back. Um, and yeah, so it, it was weird. It was weird that they, 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 they blue balled us and everything. Like there, there was nothing paid off. You, you get a glimpse of Supergirl, there's two Ezra Millers, because that's everyone's favourite uh idea <laughs> um, i'm i'm waiting for um i'm waiting for the if for keaton in this movie his batman to just be like uh uh Carl Roy's batman was in the the crisis crossover from the cw just, oh just, just grumpy old man is like i don't give a shit anymore and just doesn't get involved yeah yeah i, I could i could see that uh the, the only real thing that i you know, obviously we see tease for flash specifically is we see like at least a couple one or two versions of his suit and we do see the implication of his mother's death and like going back to the house a la Flashpoint, which it's makes sense. Definitely not sick of seeing that though, are we? Yeah, it's not like the, the show has done it like 50 times in the time that we start what, which probably, what, A couple of hundred episodes? It's, it's probably done it at least, at <laughs> least 30 times. So, well, as we're on the subject of The Flash, actually, I'll mention some of the show things. That pop- now, now, we both stopped watching The Flash TV show, of course, because it, it was terrible. It was terrible. And we, we tried to like struggle through it while it was terrible for a long time and there were some laughs to be had you know every meta must die or you know whatever the line was um but they had this thing where they had a uh, can candace Patton uh doing like because she's the journalist in one of the shows <laughs> she was doing like news flashes throughout the day like revealing like small little, little bits of news uh so that was like, a gimmick thing they had now i don't think it was actually in one of those bits with her uh but it was just like maybe the Flash TV show section where the presenter was talking to Grant Gustin and he said, you're finally doing something in the show that you've been asking for for a long time, Grant. Is that right? And he's like, yes. Do you know what it is? Do you know what they're doing that he's excited oh, about? Man. Yellow boots. Yeah. They're, they're getting the yellow they're boots. Wrong. Very nice, I'm sure. That, that, I'm sure it, it looks d- better, but it's not going to fix any of the problems, is it? It's just funny to me that, like... We said it's missing the yellow boots way back in like season one, then again two, then three. And it's just funny that season eight or whatever they're going to be on when this happens, <laughs> years after we stop watching it. It's oh, like fi- when they find it's like when they finally let Mel grow a beard. Hmm. Or even just call him Green Arrow. That took four seasons, remember? That did take a while, yeah. <laughs> but they were insistent, no facial hair at <laughs> all. It, it, it just it just slowly crept up there. So it's like, ah, oh, yeah, that's a bit more recognizable now. If anything, we're lucky that we weren't calling him the streak up until season six. Well, it could have been the blur. Or oh, the blur. No, that was a Smallville thing, was it not? I know. It was. That was the red-blue blur. Uh, That's a mouthful, that. Oh, dear. Uh, so, yeah, the Flashman. Honestly, I think Ezra is still wildly miscast. I am not excited for him in that role at all. Uh, and then I mean, the f- he's a bad actor and a terrible person. And 
it, why? Why? Why does it exist? But then even if you ignore that and just focus on it as a Flash movie, the fact that it's all revolving around the fact of like Batman 89 nostalgia is just... Yeah, and Flashpoint being the first Flash movie. There's no baseline. <laughs> yeah, I just... I don't like anything about it. I don't, This is like the worst possible scenario, pretty much, for the first Flash movie. Within reason, at least. I'm sure, yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure you could think of an even worse scenario if you really wanted to, but in terms of within reason of what they'd what they've got on the table to use to make a Flash movie. This is the worst s- scenario. Uh, yeah, so. it's pretty bad. So, that's that. Uh, there was a teaser for uh, Black Adam. Uh, we had The Rock introduce it. Uh, yeah, it looks good in the cloak. I mean, if anything, this is going to sound weird to say, but The Rock is so jacked that he looks almost too muscly to be Black Adam. Like, see when you see, like, the biceps coming out from under the cloak? I'm like, ah, he's a bit too bulky almost. <laughs> you know what it is? You've got to a point where you know what, like, Cavill as Superman looks like. Mm-hmm. For example, and that's like, yeah, no, that's a pretty good benchmark. Or even uh, Zachary Levi as uh, Shazam, where it's like, no, 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 they're, they're toned, they're well-muscled, they embody the part of, like, okay, no, they've got the the extra strength and then black adam is you know with, with her eye just turns it off about four notches from that and it's like but i've gone too far there now yeah i feel like i feel like rock should be painting himself green and being the the non-cg version of the hulk rather than anything else <laughs> i mean it's doomsday <laughs> oh there you go it could be doomsday stick some pointy rocks on him and yeah, yeah. there he is um it, it looks fine though he eviscerates a dude <laughs> basically that's Always what you cool. see <laughs> and just drops the skeleton or the skull onto the ground it, you know crumbles it's basically all it is but it, it, it looked good I'm looking forward to Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate that was funny all the all the the, 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 the the buzz stuff before the teaser where it was like cutting through interviews with everyone and Pierce Brosnan basically said I was born for 10 years and nothing compares to this movie and I'm like alright calm down Pierce <laughs> they were really hyping up the action the movie as well like constantly it's like oh it's got some of the biggest best best action you've ever seen in any movie ever i'm like can it be a good movie too please yeah it's not really what i care about in a black adam movie necessarily it's like no it's that if, weird if, thing... if you view it as a as a all right it's a Dwayne johnson movie it's like this is this is just a stereotypical action movie you want the big stupid dumb action from that point of view i get it like because that's generally his that's the audience he is in his movies right but I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at though is that it feels like they're selling a generic movie with generic buzzwords rather than trying to sell people specifically on the idea of why Black Adam is a unique idea and a unique character to tell a story about Uh, so it's kind of weird especially in a case where this specifically is supposedly aimed at people who actually at least give a little bit of a shit about DC so this is the audience you should be maybe leaning more into. No, this is why Black Adam's interesting. He's more of an anti-hero. This is why he's going to be a challenging character and why this film will feel different from, you know, these other movies that you've been getting. Uh, well, you know, whereas, you know, when they're doing the, the Aquaman 2 sizzle reel and, uh, you know, I think Wan says something to the effect of, oh, we're going to show you something you've never seen in a superhero movie before. Well, that's all fine and well, but I sat through your first Aquaman movie and it was a hodgepodge of, like, crappy versions of other movies. <laughs> like, so... I don't believe you. <laughs> I just don't believe you. <laughs> Whereas at least with Black Adam, you say, well, this is a character who's, you know, he, he's kind of like, um, in a lot of ways, he's kind of DC's Doctor Doom. And, you know, yeah. 
there's there's some interesting and Marvel have not made a movie about a character like that, so this is a genuine new ground that they can maybe get to for the first time. Someone someone with a bit more nuance, with an interesting set of motives that is a bit more not yeah. just generic good guy or bad guy. Yeah, a bit more grey, a bit yeah, more he's, he's got stuff going on. Yeah, sell sells on some of that, maybe. I don't know. So it's an idea. Uh which I should mention Shazam too as well. They did uh, the show, you know, it was more like Aquaman 2 where it was like behind the scenes clips. Uh, Helen Mirren, if I Helen Mirren made me laugh at one point because she was also in a talking reel just celebrating Wonder Woman's 80th anniversary. And I kind of thought, to, yeah, you've been around for pretty much all of it, right? <laughs> You're about that age. Can't be far off. <laughs> thought, yeah, you know, but... You're an eyewitness. <laughs> Of Wonder Woman's eight years, um, seventy six. So yeah, I mean, close enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the, only, the only comment I had is it looks like there's going to be a lot more, of course, with the uh, the other kids in Shazam mode, which makes sense. That, that makes sense for what you do in a sequel, though. Uh, but it also, I mean, admittedly, this is a bit further on from when they shot the movie as well. But uh, they had the kid who plays Billy Batson there t- to present the start of this. And when he's there in the obviously the newest stuff, which is him presenting in this green screen presentation before he turned out to Zachary Levi, I'm like, dude, you look far too old to be Billy Batson already. <laughs> like, you look like twenty. <laughs> you know, because I, I think I, I heard I think I heard something about the uh, the oldest girl who uh, plays Mary Marvel is going to start just playing the adult version as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. She's playing both, uh, which is cool. And part part of me even thought they might just do that in the first one because she was already like eighteen. I wonder if that, something I feel like they were doing it the other way around. Like I think it was the one that played the adult version is just kind of like they're they're just going to swing it and she's playing the younger version as well. I could I could be wrong there. I think that'd be hard to buy though because I think the adult version is like their mid thirties, so it'd be kind of a weird jump for the kid version. Yeah, because I feel like because the actress who's playing the young one was the one who was in um like one of the Annabelle movies that the same director did the second one. So I, I think yeah, was, you're right. Yeah, I, I, I can't find it now, but you could be correct. Yeah, that would make more sense to me than taking the adult one who only showed up at the end of the movie versus the one who was kind of there for most of yeah, the character. Yeah, you're probably right. Then. Uh, what is weird though is like, do you do that with all of them eventually? Because it's going to be kind of weird to lose Zachary Levi and then have <laughs> like this this kid. I say, well, I say kid. He's not a kid anymore. But yeah. Yeah, but, you yeah. Know. I think a lot of them you could get away with it with, but like I say, Zachary Levi is kind of because he is the face of the movie, right? Yeah. He's, he's the one on all the posters from the start. Harder to replace, at least right away. Like you know, if it's in ten years' time, sure, because you know you can. We were just on ideas, but you can James Bond it, so to speak. Yeah. I do wonder if they eventually just do a thing where like they try and minimize the screen time of the kids so it's just the adults most of the movie. Just just so they don't have to worry about it as much. It's just like a bookend where they turn into the Shazam versions of the star and that's it. Just so they, they're yeah. stuck with that, I don't know. But you see some glimpses of uh, the villains, which is uh, Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu. Uh, you know. Yeah, you know, like, it's fine, it's behind the scenes footage, there was no actual trailer footage or anything like that, so not a lot to go on, but yes. I mean, if nothing else, this did show that there was a lot of projects happening um, across the board. And I mentioned them showing a little bit of Naomi. Uh, again, not a trailer, it was just a couple of quick snippets while they were talking about it. 
but it, you know, it looked fine. It looked like it had some style. Like she skateboards out the school at one point when she hears that there's a an incident with Superman. Uh, so it looks like it's going to be trying to feel unique compared to the LCW shows and be a you know like the comic, which is nice. Uh, but that was basically that. In, in terms of other TV stuff, if there was anything, um, nothing springing to mind. Oh, they did confirm that Pennyworth is moving to HBO Max and that they're shooting season three. So I know you're excited well, about I that. Well, I did more of it. I did more I'm of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for its fans. Um, I yeah. liked it a lot more. Well, I liked the first episode a lot more than I thought I would, given it had a pretty unique vibe to it, mm. like the spy thriller. Uh, they officially announced Titan Season 4, and they also... I don't know if they announced it during today. I assume it was today, maybe it was already announced, but Doom Patrol's also getting a Season 4. News uh, to me, so I assume it was today. Uh, so, all all neat news, uh, and Young Justice, the new season of that, actually... They kind of shadow-dropped that. It started today on HBO Max. Oh, shit. They just said, hey, first episode streaming now. Oh, that's cool. Because uh, we, we'd heard nothing about it for a while. Obviously, we knew yeah. it was coming. We knew it was going on HBO Max. But we'd heard nothing in a while, so... That, yeah, they showed, a, cool. they showed a trailer as well, but they said, yeah, was it called Young Justice Phantoms or something like that? I don't remember. It's got, it's got yeah. a title that the last one did, uh, but... I think they all have since the first, after the first one. Yeah. The second one was in Invasion, third was Outsiders. That's right, that's right. So, uh, yeah, they showed just any trailer and it was like, hey, it's, it's starting today, which was just cool. Um, you know, people excited about that show... Uh, it's nice that a lot of that DC Universe stuff, you know, good or bad, did get to live more. <laughs> you know, you know, once it shifted over to HBO Max, there was a concern that a lot of it may just be cancelled in the transition. It, it would be unfair of it to have been cancelled because of its platform, rather than because of its quality. Oh yeah, I mean, it'd be or unfair. But I, I wouldn't have even thought they would have made a choice to cancel it so much as it was more, it would be more of a clerical error, because things are moving over, some things just don't happen. Yes. Kind of thing, laughing swamp thing. <laughs> well, I mean, which that 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 is the epitome of cancelled because of a clerical error. Quality's quality, you know. Uh, but that was a different clerical error. That was its own it, clerical error. <laughs> it, it was. It was literally because of a, an accounting error. That oops. Oh well, can't can't say I'm uh, upset. Not, 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 not that disappointed by it. It, it, it was terrible. Fine. It's a shame though, because Swamp Thing himself looked fantastic. Yeah, the actual, where they spent all the money. Yeah, the actual Swamp Thing, the creature, if you want to call him that, looked amazing. But then the, the writing and everything else was terrible, which is just yes. a shame. So hey ho, uh, they had a talking segment again about uh, that new Batman animated series that uh, you know the the old animated crew are coming back together. It's the one that's based more on the classic, almost thirties forties Batman. It's going to be a bit oh, more yeah, adult themed. Okay. Bruce Timms there, uh, the whole gang. So uh, they said a lot of the right things you want to hear. It's going to be moody. They said they're really leaning into even that that pulpy noir aesthetic even more because it's kind of the time period they're shooting for. So uh, that's cool. Cool. Um, you yeah. uh, know, they didn't have any footage from the actual show. They did show like a sort of like test thing they did, uh, which was in black and white. But they said it's not going to be in black and white when they actually make the. The show. This was just like a proof of concept kind of thing they showed to. I wouldn't mind if it was in black and white though, given that'd be interesting know, for sure. What it's going for? Yeah, uh, and I, there was a trailer for the like or something to do with the Harley Quinn anime series. I wasn't paying attention though, so I can't tell you what it was. But there was stuff I, happening with Harley Quinn. So no, no, yeah, I'm sure it's still great because first two seasons were. Second season was even better. 
I'm sure people who care about it were happy enough with it. Uh, so I think that's the movie and TV stuff. Uh, but both the big video games that they've got in the works did get trailers. Um, was it just the story? Because all I saw was the story trailers. Yeah, it was just there was no like, extended gameplay, which is funny because Gotham Knights did get that last year. There was a big, and maybe they'll still will. Maybe they'll do like a expose on a website. You know, maybe IGN or something will get a exclusive tomorrow or something. Yeah, I wonder if this is a a casualty of them cutting it down to this four hour show. Is we don't want to do a twenty minute gameplay demo. Yeah, uh, I thought the, the trailers for both were were solid enough uh, as story trailers go. Uh, yeah. In particular, I thought Suicide Squad sold me quite nicely on the humour of the characters. Uh, there was a lot of fun banter. Uh, particularly enjoyed the joke where they're they're telling Waller that Penguin's running away and Waller remotely electrocutes him. But then they keep joking and saying, oh, he's still getting away, it's not quite worked. So he keeps getting electrocuted while he's lying on the ground. Uh, and it's just continuously getting a little bit funnier and funnier. And then King Shark takes it too far by yelling, blow his head off. <laughs> yeah. And the rest of them are just like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> King Shark's taking it too far. I mean, I, I, I'm not really disappointed we didn't see gameplay of Gotham Knights because we saw enough of that last year and I know what to expect from that. Because Suicide Squad, they're going, like, co-op, but you can play single player. Like, I kind of wanted to see what that was like. I mean, you know, with Guardians of the Galaxy coming out, which is definitely a single player game, but you're, you're controlling your, your party members. Like, part of me, my, the hope is, is that it might feel like that if you're playing single player. Uh... You know, dream. that would be the perfect scenario of it, but we didn't get to see any of the gameplay. But characters seem We're funny. See some soon, I'm sure. Yeah, the characters seem funny. Uh, voice acting sounded good. Uh, it looks big budget, so yeah, I'm as excited as I can be without seeing any gameplay. Yeah, uh, they said coming 2022 still. Uh, as is Gotham Knights. You assume Gotham Knights will be first because Gotham Knights was meant to be 2021 until I got pushed. So you'd expect that will be first between the two, still. Yeah, uh, barring anything drastic that's changed on that game's development, which could well have done. Maybe because it showed off such an extended gameplay feature and they got some feedback, maybe they had a lot more things to change behind the scenes than we realised. Possibly, it's worth mentioning, it just said 2022 and that. It didn't say spring, didn't say summer, it just said 2022, so... Maybe they just don't want to be too specific yet until they've got it more locked down. Uh, but again, that was more of a story trailer where it was like, hey, we're really going to tease the Court of Owls, which are the, the villains of the game. And they showed like the, the four main characters in a variety of situations kind of like being preyed upon. Who was that voice in Penguin? Because it was annoying the hell out of me. And I'm like, I know who this uh, is, but I, I know the no, voice. I don't know the real name, but I think it's the same guy who does Adam Jensen in the Deus Ex games. Oh, it might be. I think that's who it is. Uh, like, but... I was I was surprised. I'm unaccustomed to thinking of Penguin with such a, a mobster voice. Don't I know he kind of fits into that style of criminal, but he's usually more eccentric, right, than the traditional gangsters and mobsters of Gotham. That I don't think of him having that voice. I do hope the story is fun because I like the idea of like these characters getting to you know investigate something without Bruce. Although I'm going to drop a. A potential, not a spoiler, because I don't know if this is true. I'm just, this is just a, a theory, theory, right? But <laughs> I've got a good feeling about it. So <laughs> if you, if you really want to not have this in your head, uh, go on. But what are the times? So obviously they say Batman's dead. We all roll our eyes and go, "Yeah, sure, he's shown yeah, up." We said this last year, right? I- I've got a more specific theory though. Though he's going to be one of the talons. He's going to be the main talon you're, you're going to have to fight at the end. He's going to be like, it's going to be reanimated Bruce with a talon mask on. Mm, probably. 
That's what's happening. I'm, I'm calling it right now. <laughs> yeah. This is very uh, Arkham Knight, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, definitely not that person. They're definitely not in this game. Yes. Uh-huh. Sure they're not. Yeah. De- definitely not that one there in the in the mask, right? Nope. I will say though, I do like the idea that there's there's, there's some good opportunities though, because obviously we've got these four main characters. There's it's very easy DLC, I think, for this, where you put in some other bat legacy characters. Like you can, characters, yeah. Yeah, you can easily see like Damien, Steph, Cass, Batwoman, you know, easily slotting into this game. It'd be really easy as well to have DLC for just one character as a because I'm, yeah. I'm assuming a lot of the story is you play as whichever one you actually want to play as, and it kind of works around that. Which is so funny to me because like I I I, I kind of like I almost want to see like both like Babs and Dick's reactions to certain events and things like that. So play it twice. Yeah, I may have to play it twice to get all the. Yeah, oh. I think I think that might be the solution. Which, yeah. honestly, is not the worst case scenario. Unless assuming the game is fun. Unless uh, what they do a thing where for certain story missions, like you can play whoever you want during the mission, but when it gets to the cutscene, like no, so this is the, the Red Hood part of the story. So you're going to see Red Hood enter, and which would make more sense from a writing perspective, so they can actually write things properly and I, i'd be okay if they even locked it into like this mission you have oh, sure, to play yeah. as, as you know whoever yeah if you're playing co-op the second character can be whoever along with this person but this character has to be here for this mission that would be fine yeah. as well uh again from a writing perspective it's just like you have to keep it so vague and open if you if you can be any of them at any time it's not too dissimilar from the um i don't i don't hope the game is like this but the uh the square enix avengers game mm. The first like half of that game, the campaign, is very much this is this character's story mission. You are playing through them as this character. And then it gets to a point where it's just like, eh, go do some missions, do whatever the hell you want. And the, the game drops off a cliff at that point. Yeah. But up until that moment, the story is good. It is well written. There are good characters and it plays them for their appropriate mission. I think what goes for this is that because we know it's open world and because it's basically following the Arkham formula, even if it's not going to exactly work like an Arkham game, is that, yeah, when you're out in the open world doing side missions and stuff, you can be whoever you want, but when you go and initiate a main story mission by going into a building, it can make the change there. It can be like, no, no, then now you're going to turn to this character because this is who's relevant to this part of the story. Fair, yeah. yeah, I'd, I'd be there's, cool There's a that. lot of solutions to this in gaming that I'm sure they've thought of, but this isn't yeah. like a nobody developer. They know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, be better than Avengers. That's the hope. <laughs> Low bar, but I, I, I got faith. Ba- basically, give, give me an Arkham style experience, uh, with the the Bat family members, and I'll be. I, I remember they looked a little bit grindy. Yeah, they but... had like uh, damage numbers coming off some of the bosses and stuff, and the footage we saw last time. But that's like I can kind of still live with that if it's if the combat's fun. I can live with it being a bit grindy, and as and. Assuming the story, you know, backs it up as well, which I've got a modicum of faith in the story at this point. I think the the, the story trailer stuff has looked pretty solid both times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I will say Suicide Squad does look the more uh, bigger budget game of the two, but that that may have been a pre rendered cutscene though, which might be why it looks so high production value compared to. Uh... I, I suspect it was, yeah. Because if Gotham Knights was pre rendered, then it didn't look a fancy. Pre- it, it, it it looked normal enough to just be in-game. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying. Engine at the very least, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Eh, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but, 
Uh, that's that's that pretty much everything. Like I didn't make a list or anything. I just kind of like you know whatever stuck out. Let, we'll talk let me about. see what you actually told me about in case we've missed any of that. Stuff. Yeah, I just guess it was an obvious. We've, we've oh, lost nice. over. Suicide Squad, Peacemaker. Oh, Peacemaker. Yes, uh, Peacemaker. There was a. This was actually one of the ones where a lot of the. I mean, the Zoom call was a bit dull, but a lot of the prelude to it was actually kind of interesting because it was. I mean, Peacemaker's not a new character, but. And I'm sure some of these characters that are in the show are deep pulls from comics, right? Because Vigilante's in there. It's kind of like a, a joke side character. Uh, but, like, it was basically the actor saying, hey, this is my character and this is what they are in this team that Peacemaker's going to get roped into. It's like a, mm-hmm. you know, you know they, hey, you can make up... Very unused to Vigilante being so Deadpool-esque. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very deadpan as well, it seems from the... Yeah. Or at the very least, he's kind of wacky and then Peacemaker's very deadpan with him. Uh, but... Uh, the the one woman who seems to maybe like Peacemaker a little bit. Everyone else thinks he's a dick. Uh, you know. Uh, so, but yeah, there's like a teaser trailer that goes along with this, which maybe indicates that it's not too far away from from it happening. I will say, actually, uh, they had what, what probably the only presenter at the only show in four hours that I actually kind of enjoyed uh, was the guy who played Javelin in the Suicide Squad movie. He was there for quite a bit early on, and he had a nice little lead-in to this as well, where he, he was sort of complaining. <laughs> the the peacemaker got a spin-off and he didn't uh so he was the only one that he was so funny and natural at being funny and felt like he was actually cracking jokes that he was the only one that didn't come off as awkward uh mm. but uh so so credit to him but uh yeah i mean so did they put this out as like a sort of trailer you could watch then you yeah. saw yeah okay what did you think of it then uh yeah i thought it looked pretty solid um i didn't see any of that Leading stuff. Like I said, some of them they uploaded with, like, uh, like the, like the Black Adam one had all the other stuff in it. Mm. This one was just the trailer. Um, yeah, it looks, it looks fun. Um, I only watched the Suicide Squad movie like a couple of weeks ago, so it's very fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, this looks like a pretty natural follow-on for that stuff, right? With that character and kind of like, yep, follow. You know, it, it feels exactly the same, which is. To be expected when it's the same people kind of behind it all. Um, it, it looks... Even though I was a fan of it in that movie, I'll, I'll probably be a fan of it in this show. Yeah, if you like Peacemaker in the movie, uh, and I think we both did, then there's, you know, it's not exactly a big, like, important piece of the DC mythology or anything. It's just kind of a, a funny little side show with an entertaining performance uh, by John Cena. Who... Yeah, I mean, if it's fun, that, that that's enough. Yeah, and it looks like it will be fun. Oh, yeah, I'm okay with that. I mean, I if anything, I'm getting more and more jaded by things that want to try and feel important by bringing up characters and names and things. But... It's very telling that like Doom Patrol is one of our favorites, right? Where mm. that doesn't give a shit about being important. It's like, no, we're going to do the wackiest, funnest things we can think of. Yeah. So, no, but it was that was good. I there was a wide variety of things. I I just wish they'd condensed this down like at least to an hour, like. This was at least four times longer <laughs> than it should have been for what they had to show. Uh, yeah. Far too much fluff, far too many cringy presenters. Uh, tighter, tighter, tighter. Um, and plus, that's the thing, Like, obviously I know part of the appeal is like, hey, you keep dangling that Batman trailer and they're going to stick around for that so they'll see all these other things, but if you condense it down to an hour and make it more concentrated, more people will actually wait for it. More people will stick out the entire show and see all the things you show How them. How many people? How many people checked out and went, eh, I'll just watch the Batman trailer when it goes up online? Yeah. Two minutes after you air it on here anyway. Yeah, pro- probably most, honestly. It was it was a 
Predator, and most people who did have it on probably eventually stopped paying attention to it. You know, I had it, I was kind of just had it on background noise a lot of the time because it just wasn't it's that four interesting. Four hours is a long time. So, be more concentrated, I'd say. Uh, be more specific. Uh, and, and the stuff that was making me laugh was more like the one good presenter or Jeff Keighley popping up and me just, you know, dropping some... Tackling because he is everywhere. Just because he's that guy, he's these you know, the the, the Killy. Well, why isn't Killy hosting this? He's not. He's not. I mean, he's not the best, but he's at least like I'm used to him now. <laughs> like I'm used to the way he presents hey, things. Hey, he's a lot better than he used to be. <laughs> get him and Joel McHale. Get the dream team together again. And uh, hey, McHale's on Star uh, Stargirl. So true. True. Yeah. yeah. It, it would have fit. He, he is part of uh, the DC extended universe, seemingly. So yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, that wasn't much else though it wasn't really anything super surprising the, the only other thing i suppose i should mention is that so so they kept showing this fan art every so often and the whole idea is that jim lee was going to like be there to pick out a winner or announce the winners at the end of this there was a, it was a kind of a competition i guess uh but he also was there to reveal, so apparently he's been posting images for the past week or so uh it's been 12 images and there's four more to like parts to reveal at the end here and it this is basically a nothing thing. It, it just it kind of becomes the the, the full cover for the original Crisis, right? Uh, but the idea is is that he drew different characters, but they were just in the same poses, and it's kind of like, you know, you can, only when you look at it as a whole and kind of squint at it, you can kind of see it because like it's like each square like, is intentionally a different character from the other one that's attached to and stuff like you know, kind of meant to be, you know, a puzzle. So anyway, but there was a weird part. So that, I don't think this was worth mentioning on its own. But then the other presenter said, so what does this mean? Is, is this, you know, going to something? And Jim Lee said, well, yeah. It's a, and then he started talking and it bleeped out a bunch of words that he said. As if he was swearing, but it was more like it was censoring spoilers for I some reason. Yeah. yeah. And then afterwards, you know, the other presenter was like, oh, you know, it's not just us. Like, there's millions of people watching it. There wasn't millions. <laughs> YouTube was about... 5,000 or 50,000. Uh, but even 50,000 is a far, far, far cry. 50,000 is very believable. I'd say 5,000 seems absurdly yeah. low, frankly. Yeah, but I mean, they're also streaming it on their own website. But, but I assume YouTube has more than their website does. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that YouTube had the higher amount. And maybe Twitch has another, you know, couple of dozen thousand. I don't know. But regardless, like, m maybe you're topping 100,000. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> In total, I'd say what a hundred to one fifty. Yeah, uh, at your peak, not millions. Yeah, uh, but he's like, oh, we can sort that in post. Just bleep it out, right? And they can sort of laugh it off. And I thought, oh, that's weird. Maybe they're going to like announce like a comic book event or something at the end of the show. Uh, but they never did. So, but it kind of felt like they're okay. He's clearly hiding something, and like they're doing something next year. I guess. Eh. Uh, I I even just checked the the awful site uh, just because mm -hmm. they they post everything. And I thought, well, maybe they've kind of gone. Oh, we know what this is because because he loves being that smug prick. Yes, yes. Nothing, not even a mention. Yeah, which uh, means that they they have no idea. Yeah, the only other things really comic book wise, they did mention that Monkey Prince comics coming in twenty twenty two, which was teased in that. Uh, uh, the Pride special. I can't remember. Well, it wasn't the Pride special. It was the the Asian Heritage special uh, with all the Asian characters. Uh, the ten page zero issue for free. Oh, was there? Ah, there you go. 
but they're doing an ongoing, or at least a miniseries, with uh, Jin Ling Yang coming. And that, that, that was obviously coming, because he did that story in that book. And it, it felt like it was setting yeah. up a, an ongoing... Uh, it's a 12-issue limited. There you go. February. There you go. Uh, and then Blood Syndicate's coming to the Maelstone stuff uh, was the other thing that was announced. Uh, but that was pretty much it. Uh, the only other thing I'm looking at here is... Uh, yes, it was Phantoms is the subtitle for Young Justice. There you go. There you we, go. We covered everything else of interest that I'm looking at on there. On the... yeah. I mean, honestly, see if this was an hour long and all the same stuff we just talked about had been in there. It would probably feel like a nice packed hour. A uh, couple of big trailers, a couple of big game trailers, uh, some minor announcements, first glimpse of a couple of things in costume and whatnot. But instead, it was like this: like you don't have enough for four hours here. This is just this is like this is ninety percent fluff. Yeah. So the experience of watching it, I don't think was that pleasant. It was kind of boring and dull. But the actual content, if if you take just the content and watch it the way I did. Yeah, it's not bad. It was alright, yeah. I mean, probably not, like, earth-shattering no. uh, as a batch of content. There's definitely, yeah, there's definitely, like, game conferences, especially when you go back to last year and it's, like, the new consoles are coming out, so they're showing, like, the best of what they've got in, like, mm-hmm. an hour to try and convince you to buy a console. So those those feel a lot more condensed, and it's like, oh, shit, this is, like, heavy hitter after heavy hitter. That's was like, you know, one or two heavy hitters, some mid-tier stuff, and so I'm like, okay, some neat teasies, and that's about it. Which is fine, but there you go. So, yeah. Uh, there you go. That's your, that's your little bonus. Uh, this is bizarrely going to be out probably before the public edition of this week's episode. Uh, so, if you're watching this now, uh, patrons have already got the this week's episode, and you'll have it soon. If you're a patron and you already watched the episode, then, well, hope you enjoyed this then. you got to wait till next week. Yeah, you're done. You're done for the week, but this was extra, so... <laughs> there you go. I mean, the, 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 the idea of doing this was... It was kind of like a threefold thing. One is the news wouldn't be a week late when we finally talk about it, and it wouldn't be extending the length of the next episode by an absurd amount. Uh, two, some of it was going to be video game related, which Matt isn't really going to have much to say on. Uh, and then three, Connor had to miss the regular episode this week, so and he was available to do something today, so it just kind of made sense... There was, there was, there was like a nice multi-pronged benefit of doing this. It kind of boils down to, yeah, why not? Pre- pretty much. Pretty much. And we made it to an hour. I was going to feel bad if it was under an hour. Was, like, was it really worth doing? But we made it to an hour. I even asked you, I was like, look, you're watching, I'm not. Is is there enough that it's going to be worth doing? You're like, so? Well, I already promised it on the regular show, so, I oh, to, okay. so we oh. had to do it. This is going out before the regular show. They'd never known, except the patrons. Yeah, but I wasn't going to edit it out, though. Like the, the public would still get the tease. You could have edited it out. I wasn't, I wasn't going to, though. Well, that's just because you're lazy. I like how you're like, no, I'm going to commit to at least doing an hour recording of this, regardless how I feel, rather than spending a few minutes editing that episode. It's, no, it's a few minutes of editing, but then it's like, you know, half an hour of exporting, then I have to re-upload... It's a, it's a whole thing. The timestamps will all be wrong. I have to redo all the timestamps, and that's a good, another oh, good all the horror. 15, 20 minutes of like finding where all the things start. You, you, you undersell it. You undersell it a little bit, okay? Undersell it. But uh, uh, do, do you know if you're going to be on uh, the next regular episode? That depends on whether or not we can record on a different day. I will speak to Matt. 
<laughs> so you're hoping it won't be the regular day? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I got Thursday, Friday. Ah, okay, okay. Well, you, you can negotiate that with Matt, but uh, yeah. uh, so we'll see. It'll either be myself and Matt or myself, Matt, and Connor, depending on how those negotiations go. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, but yes, uh, there you go. Uh, I wouldn't do all the usual plugging that I normally do, but I will say thank you for watching. If you like comments on the multiverse, um, like, subscribe, uh, ding the bell for notifications, all that jazz, and check us out on patreon.com slash TV, and you can support us over there for as little as a dollar per month. But uh, otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching, and check out the full regular show. Oh, in fact, actually, before, before, before we go off, there is one anecdote I have to tell about today. <laughs> Related to fandom, which is That'd too be, oh, oh oh I know what this is. Which is too funny not to tell everyone. I, forget, I believe I didn't mention this earlier. All right, so I know people have probably turned this off already because they think it's over, and I'm just doing the outro. No no no. So weird thing today. So I was tweeting f- for the first hour or so of this. I, I sort of lost interest and cared enough to tweet after that. But during one of the Zoom call segments, I tweeted out. Um, these Zoom call segments, hashtag DC fandom, like I was tagging everything that I was saying about it. And I put a gif of, it was of Chandler from Friends, and it was a gif of him, you know, falling asleep at his desk at work, and kind of like, you know, that that thing where you sort of fall asleep and then wake up and sort of like, and kind of like, try to pretend you weren't falling asleep, right? That, that kind of moment, right? So the sentiment of the tweet was clearly saying, this is boring as shit, and it's making me fall asleep. That was the tweet. <laughs> The official DC Comics Twitter, for some reason, decided to retweet me. <laughs> and I didn't even notice at first. I just, I was paying attention to something. I looked down and noticed the tweet had like 30, 40 likes. And I'm like, wait, why has I got so many likes already? What's going on? And then I was like, and then someone responded to it saying, and it was in a different language, but it was like, I could, I could understand it enough that it was like, why did DC retweet this? And I'm like, wait, what? And I went and checked and sure enough, they'd retweeted it. And... What's funny is that because I was paying attention to it, I could tell the moment that they unretweeted it because the likes were just like ticking up for like five, ten minutes. They were just ticking yeah. up. It hit about 93 and it all of a sudden it went dead. <laughs> you, it's still on 93 right now. Yeah. <laughs> it just you went can tell there was dead. like some interns like it's seeing DC fandom retweet, retweet, <laughs> retweet, retweet, not even looking at it. And then. And then, then they saw the, these rolling in, like, why are you retweeting this, DC? And they were like, yeah, abort, 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 quick, Ah, <laughs> oh, it crowded me up. I got, like, you know, 15, 16 retweets. I mean, not including DC <laughs> themselves. Uh, 18 plus 12 quote tweets, apparently. Oh, I just wanted to check that they'd done it. I just said there wasn't a glitch. Uh, so, no, um, it was just an amusing little site. It, it was honestly, at that point in the show, it was the most exciting thing that had happened so far. Was uh, was this mistake? Every single one of those quote uh, quote retweets is just going. Uh, imagine DC retweeting this. <laughs> I felt, but I almost felt bad for uh, whatever show was being talked about in the Zoom call because it was like I don't have anything against the show. It was just the Zoom call. Do you even know what shit. it was? Like, do you remember? It may have been Peacemaker. Actually, it may have been when uh, they were on in the Zoom mm. call for Peacemaker. I don't want to shit on Peacemaker. It was the Zoom call format where they're just all, you know, like. And I know, I will technically we're on a similar type of thing for our shows, but we're having a conversation. There's back we and forth. We do not have a budget. Uh, well, it's not like they have a budget for these Zoom calls either. <laughs> they're just sitting there and they're. No, but I think DC fandom as a whole has a budget. Oh sure, yes. Uh, 
But I, I think this is better than their Zoom calls, and my reason for that being that, you know, they, they're asking each other really sort of, like, pre-baked questions so they can give, like, a, a you know, a media-friendly answer, you know, and be enthusiastic. Mm, it's, it's all about fake and phony, and, yeah, it's all got a sheen to it that feels just a bit fabricated. Uh, whereas, you know, I'll make fun of Connor at the drop of a hat if, if the occasion calls for it, and, you know. Even when the occasion doesn't call for it. <laughs> Those are the ones that I really enjoy. <laughs> so, yeah, yes, I've noticed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had to mention that. It was just, it was too funny. But it was just, it was really wild that uh, I responded to it saying, why did they retweet this? But I said, also, while you're here, check out at DC Comics Podcast. <laughs> uh, just to, just to milk Shit. it a little bit, just in case. Uh, but clearly they stopped it. There, there was a moment where they unretweeted it and it all just stopped dead. I love how, like, whenever someone gets you know, a, a viral tweet, there are usually like, there's either here's my SoundCloud or mm. you've got the ones where they're paid for ads and it's like lava lamps or sex toys or something. Like, it's, it's whatever random product that way. There was, there, was a, there was a week where it was glow in the dark stars on you, to put on your, your ceiling. That mm. was the thing for a week that every viral tweet had. But you, it's like, nah. Now nah, screw all that. Go to DC College Podcast. <laughs> now, now, now. You got your, you got your shell. You got your shell. Um, yeah. But it was it was amusing. Uh, and obviously, I wish they didn't unretweet it. It'd have been funnier. And it'd have been just nice to see how high it went. But yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, it doesn't happen to me often where the likes are coming in so quick that like, like every time it updates, it's jumping up like, you know, another five or whatever. Like, I don't have that many viral tweets. It's happened a couple of times, maybe in 10 years. So, <laughs> thanks for that, DC. <laughs> um, there you go. That's been the show. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, keep reading DC Comics. And remember to never get lost in the Speed Force.